Well, uh, first things first, I guess. What? Let's start with players. Um, which player on offense um, do you think OSU fans should know going into the game? Probably D'Angelo Brewer. Um, you know, he's the uh, top returning rusher from a team that excelled running the ball uh, last season. So he's a guy who they're going to rely on pretty heavily. I think, especially in this first game, given you know the obvious inexperience at quarterback and some you know in- inconsistency at receiver. So I think the run game is going to be uh, where things start. Um, and Brewer is a guy who, uh, you know, this is his senior season. He's a local kid from Tulsa. Um, he has a chance to um, leave as the all-time rusher um, in CU history. So uh, he's a guy who kind of got a little overshadowed last season by the emergence of James Flanders, which I don't think any of us saw coming. So uh, this is um, a year for him to be the primary back. I think he will be the primary back for most of the season. They have some options behind him, but... He's definitely, um, you know, the most experienced playmaker on offense. Okay. Um, so last I heard, TU still hasn't named a starting quarterback. That's right. Okay. Who do you think they're gonna? Who do you think is gonna start next Thursday in Stillwater? Well, I go back and forth. I thought for most of the spring and most of the preseason that ultimately the the quarterback would be Luke Skipper, um, a guy who registered last season, kind of was under the radar recruiting-wise because he um, didn't really go to any camps before his senior season. And, um, you know, like you, like a lot of coaching staff, they're not going to offer kids just based on his highlights, and um, especially from a smaller uh, town in Texas. Um he just was a little bit under the radar, and, and but he got in on him, and that was by far his best offer. And I think he has a lot of potential. Um, the keyword there is potential. I, I think that you know he hasn't played the game yet, so I think that it's still uh, going to be a work in progress with him. He has the better arm of the two contenders. Um, Chad President is the other one. Uh, I think that Chad will, if I had to guess today, um, this could change, you know, really depending on the day, but if I had to guess today, I think Chad will start the game because he does have some experience um, having played in uh, six games as a true freshman in, in 2015. He, he played in the opener last season, but um, had a season-ending injury, and, uh, he, you know, the, both those guys are dual-threat guys, but Chad does not have the arm strength that which Skipper has, and um, you know where he makes up for that is he has a really high football IQ. The system that um, his high school ran, um, Temple High School in Texas, is very similar to what um, TU runs. And Philip Montgomery started recruiting him when he was a sophomore in high school when when Philip was at Baylor, and uh, you know Chad was committed to Baylor before they uh, before Philip left came to TU, and then Baylor got Jared Stidham, and and then you know. They weren't high on Chad. Um, they want him to move the receiver. He wants to play quarterback. You get the picture. So, um, you know, it, it's still, uh, I, I really believe that you has not decided what they're going to do. Um, I asked um, Philip the other day if he's been in a situation like this um, in all of his years of coaching, and he said um, uh, his, uh, the season opener when he was at Houston, I believe that was 2007, uh, Houston was playing at Oregon the first game, and they didn't decide until after pregame warm-up. 
So it, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the direction they go um, with this game. I don't expect an announcement until, you know, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, but I really think that they're just going to wait until the game. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, you, based off of Montgomery's offense the last two years, you would think that Skipper would be the guy if he's got the better arm talent. But it's the, just a lack of experience, and I, I think just, um, you know, no offense to the kid, but he's just younger. He's not as mature as Chad, and, um, you know, that's a pretty different situation, you know, Class 3A, uh, Texas football, you know, high school level versus, you know, Big 12 team, you know, playing in their stadium with 60,000 people, you know, screaming at you. So, I just think that, you know, that's that's asking a lot for a kid who's never played in a game to go in, into that environment. Um, so that's why I think that uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Chad, you know, play the first two series, and I think we'll just see how it goes. I mean, I think it's, it's a tough assignment for any quarterback, um, you know, who hasn't had a ton of experience. So, um, you know, I think that's why it's going to be pretty important to see how the run game does. Um, one of the questions we had was, so the offense lost a good number of starters, especially um, the quarterback lost your starter. But with Montgomery's system, it's designed in a way that production tends to come naturally. So how much of a drop-off do you expect production-wise uh, from last season to this season? Or is it going to be just as dangerous and just as potent? I think it, it just depends. You know, I, I think uh, having four or five starters back on the offensive line, offensive line that was pretty much dominant last season um, in, in the American Athletic Conference, um, by far the best unit there. Um, they they did lose one starter, but the, the guy who's replacing him has played, he's a senior who's played in a lot of games. So they're definitely fine up front. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned, the receivers are a little inconsistent at this point. So I think... You know, it, it may not come down to, uh, you know, the, the sort of um, offense that I think everyone is used to seeing from Tulsa. It, it may not be those explosive, you know, 70-yard passes. I don't know that they can do that early in the season. Um, I think uh, you're going to see, you know, more of the shorter passes, trying to chip away, you know, at just march down the field. Um, but I don't think there are going to be as many of those big plays just because, you know, the connection that Jane Evans had with guys like Stephen Lucas and Josh Atkinson, you know, they played together for years and they had really established um, something pretty special there. And I think that um, with these receivers, they're, they don't have that same connection with the quarterbacks because they just, you know, they haven't played in games with them. I mean, Chad President, even though he has played in seven games, he's completed one pass. So um, he just doesn't have that sort of, um, relationship yet with the receivers. I think that's just going to take time um, for either guy to um, make that happen, you know, in terms of uh, game experience. Okay. Uh, you say that receivers are a little you know, suspect right now. Which one, if you had to pick one, do you think will be the go-to guy by the end of the year? Well, I think um, by the end of the year, it could be Keenan Johnson. Um, he played in um, eight games as a true freshman last year, you know, got to the point, uh, you know, fifth game of the year where they just decided to go ahead and throw him out there. They just needed something else. And that was even with Josh Atkinson and Keenan, 
and, and Stephen Lucas, um, you know, obviously having really good seasons, but, um, you know, he's, he's more of a slot receiver, um, may not be as, as much of a big play guy. Um, but I think he'll come up like extremely clutch and, and he'll probably lead the team and, and catches and, and yards and maybe touchdowns. Um, Justin Hobbs is really the only guy with substantial experience, even though Keenan played um, some last year. Justin Hobbs has done it, you know, the last two years. He played quite a bit and really, you know, studied under guys like Pierre Garrett and Josh Atkinson. And, and now he's, they need him to be the guy. I just don't know um, how that's going to go. I think he has a, a, a lot of capabilities, but he's never, even going back to high school, he's never had to be the guy. Um, his situation in high school is kind of unusual. He wasn't recruited because uh, his high school team had a star receiver and, and Justin Humps played tight end and um, the star receiver actually was Justin's best friend He and he collapsed and died. Um, he collapsed during a game and died the next day and Justin kind of moved into that role his senior year and then started to get recruiting, but he's never been the guy. So it's it's a little out of out of his comfort zone for him to be in a role like that, and I just don't know. Um, I feel like he needs somebody else there alongside him, um, and and maybe not have all the pressure that um, you know to to be a, a, the top receiver in this offense. So, looking at the turn of the defense for a minute, which it's going to be hard for Tulsa to slow down. OSU's offense. I mean, it's been hard yeah. for anybody to slow it down this year. But if there's one guy who might actually be able to disrupt OSU's offense at some point, who would that be? Well, I would say the best defensive player is Jesse Brubaker. Um, he's a guy who's had a, a lot of experience um, defensive line. Um, he's a defensive end now, and he's going to try to put a lot of pressure on, on Mason Rudolph um, and, you know, just try to harass him and make, make his evening difficult. So, I would say that that's a guy to definitely be on lookout for. Um, I'm doing a story for next week on on his um, longtime friendship with Marcel Aitman. They they played together throughout junior high and, and high school. And um, Jesse Brubaker actually was a quarterback, uh, you know, up until his uh, junior year of high school. And so he and Marcel um, obviously uh, connected for a lot of touchdowns um, back in the day um, in Wiley, Texas. But um, Jesse is kind of the, the leader of the defense. He's, he's um, the best player, most consistent playmaker. So um, I would say, you know, any amount of success that, that CU has against OSU, you know, defensively, it's going to start with him. Uh, OSU's got a lot of depth at receiver. Um, to say that they have seven guys that could start for most teams, I don't think is an over-exaggeration. Who in Tulsa's secondary might actually pose some sort of a, of a challenge to OSU? Well, I think that there's a lot of um, there are really high expectations for Manny Bunch, um, safety, uh, who you know he's he's played he played last year as a true freshman and most mostly on special teams, but also contributed in the secondary and. He's been the um, kind of breakout player throughout the spring and preseason. I fully expect him to lead the team in, in interceptions. Um, and, you know, he, he had two interceptions uh, in Chief West scrimmage. And, you know, that was kind of uh, suspect quarterback play. But he he's going to be a good player. Um, he's still young, still a little inexperienced, but um, – you know, he's a guy uh, to definitely keep an eye on. You know, the, the, 
Syracuse cornerbacks have, have not been great in the last few years, but they return um, everybody for this season, and I think that they're going to be better um, than they were last season. But this game, obviously, as you mentioned, is going to be a, a huge test, and um, I I think it's just going to be um, really difficult for them to have success against OSU's offense. So let's just say for a second, what would what would Tulsa need to do to stay in this game, at least, you know, into the fourth quarter? Like let's say we're getting in the fourth quarter, it's a close game, it's it's been one score. What has Tulsa done to be able to be in that position? I would say probably just have had a, a you know, really complete performance running the ball. I, I think that that's probably the most, like, realistic outcome in, in terms of, of CU having success. I don't think that they're going to be throwing it all over the field. Um, and, you know, just given the situation with, with the quarterback and the receivers, I, I think that um, so much hinges on the run game, you know, not just in, in this, you know, in the opener, but for all season, the whole season for Peter. So I would say, you know, at that point, they've had several, uh, you know, substantial runs, um, touchdowns, and, you know, just have uh, maintained, you know, or, or contained um, OSU's offense to some extent. I don't think that you can, anybody at this point would be able to shut down that, that offense, and I don't think that CU has the defensive wherewithal to even consider that. I mean, they're just going to try to make life difficult for Mason Rudolph and see where it goes, but... I would say, you know, it, it would have to be maybe a, a shootout, you know, and just going in, you know, late in the game for it to be close. I go back to my, uh, what you're talking about, Brubaker and Aitman. Sometimes, I know that both teams are in the same state, but sometimes, you know, I forget that a lot of these guys have played against each other or have history with each other. I mean, you think about it with OU and OSU all the time, but sometimes, like, you know, those are both. You know, power five division one teams. When you think about Tulsa, it's just interesting that there's so many connections between the two schools. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think I think a lot of that is just because you know you look at how many players each team has from Texas. I haven't even like compared the rosters to see who else you know played. I don't know if anybody else played on the same team, but I'm sure they're familiar with each other, having you know gone up against each other. You know, a lot of those guys um, in Texas. Texas is a big state, but when you look at a lot of the connections um, and a lot of those uh, programs down there, you know, especially like in the Houston area, they, they produce really incredible talent. And, you know, the, most of these coaches on TU staff, Philip Montgomery included, have coached at the high school level in Texas. So they have really good connections. And obviously OSU relies heavily on, on players from Texas. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of connections. Uh, are you going to the game? Yeah. So what are you excited to see? Either either seeing TU, OSU, like what are you what are you excited most about? I'm just excited about having a game to cover. Um, <laughs> the preseason is just so long. Um, I've been to pretty much every practice to this point. I've great access at TU to where I can watch practice, and it's great to have that access. But Watching practice gets old. Like, I just want to see a game. And I, I'm honestly really glad that this game is on a Thursday because that means that there's less time. You know, we don't have to wait that much longer. Uh, I'm at some point going to start counting down, like, the hours because 
Um, it just, it, there's so many questions I think with, with TU's, you know, especially on offense, um, that I, I really just want to see how it goes. I want to see, um, who trots out there first, um, uh, at quarterback. I want to see you know, how the receivers do. Um, I just, you know, just want to see some football. <laughs> I think we all agree with that last statement. <laughs> it's time for football season to start. It's time. It's just time. Uh, since you used to cover OSU for the Tulsa World, um, how, you used to go and, and interview Gundy, right? Yeah. At press conferences. So just what is your take on Gundy now compared to then? I think that, uh, you know, looking back to the, to the two seasons I covered OSU, you know, the, the program was in a different place then, you know, that, you look at how relaxed Gundy is now, um, and he should be. I mean, he has a, a top ten team, obviously an exceptional quarterback, um, definitely a ton of talent. But you know, whenever I was on the beat, that was uh, the time of the Sports Illustrated stuff, and it was just it was you know a little stressful. There were distractions, and I think that um, Gundy handled it really well. It's just that, you know, and that was back then. You know, some of the stuff with his uh, you know relationship with the Pickens. I mean, there were just, there were other things going on that I think wore on him. Um, and now I just see him being a lot looser. Um, and I, I think that he's enjoying his job a lot more. And I think that that makes a huge difference in, in his relationship with the media. Okay. Uh, final score prediction. Oh man. It's, I, I haven't even really thought about that. I, I hmm. Going to need more time to think about that. Um, <laughs> I, I think it, I think it'll be closer than uh, people might think. I would say um, I would say a really good showing for for TU would be you know uh, to keep it within you know fourteen to seventeen points. I, I think that that would be a really good performance for a team with these inexperience. So um, I'm going to look for it to be somewhere in that range. Okay. Okay. Uh, any prediction on TU's record for the end of, by the end of the year? I think uh, I thought about this quite a bit. Um, there are a couple of swing games in there that um, I, I haven't decided which way I'm going to go, but I, I think it'll be a uh, you know three or four loss team. You know, regular season. Um, I, I think that you know this first game is, is uh, going to be extremely tough to win. And then, um, you know, TU is very fortunate with its home schedule this season to play uh, Memphis, Houston, and Navy all at H.H. Chapman Stadium. But TU also has to play at USF, which is the overwhelming favorite to win the league. So um, I think they're going to have a decent season. I think it's going to take a few games to get going. Um, but I think that they'll be in the mix for um, the West Division title in the American um, if they can just uh, get some decent quarterback play. I, I don't think that anybody's expecting, you know, a Dane Evans-type season, you know, in terms of his last few years. But um, I think that if they are just solid in the passing game, I, I think that they're going to have a good year. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, so you said you will be in, you're going to be in Stillwater for the game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll be there hours early because we always get there hours early. And I like to be, especially the first game, I'm, I'm just going to, like, 
I'll be like a kid on like Christmas day. I won't like be able to sleep the night before or have my outfit planned. You know, I just, I cannot tell you how old it gets to watch practice and I just cannot wait for a game. I just can't wait. All right. Well, uh, Kelly, thank you very much. I appreciate you talking with me today. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Anytime you need anything, just uh, hit me up. Okay. Well, when we play in basketball, I'm trying to, oh, yeah. I'm trying to recreate my MVP draft that I did over at the other site. I just haven't oh, figured yeah. out how to do it. It's like it was a it was a good system, and like I could have changed the system, but I don't know how to do it in a way that's not like, oh, you just brought that over with you. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can't. I don't want to. I mean, because I told them they could. If they don't do it over there, I'm gonna be frustrated like why why did no, I, that was, why I thought that was a really interesting approach like it was it was very challenging to come up with and then what i came up with was completely wrong um 100 <laughs> percent. but it, it oh. was like a good like mental challenge for me it's funny basketball i thought was harder than the football because football by the end of the season you i mean you just pick the offensive player like you either take the running back or the quarterback or yeah. the defense who's getting the most tackles every game special teams by the end of the year was just like um just Take the take Matt Amendola. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But on basketball, you could okay. A guy's been hot three games in a row, and you pick him, and all of a oh, sudden, yeah. nope, sorry, and he's gonna like not score. Yeah, not show up. Not not at all. <laughs> Some other guy just decides. You know what? This is my game. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Press. Yeah, for so. sure. All right. Well, yeah, soon. Let me know anytime you need anything. I will do that. Thanks, Kelly.